Hello and welcome back to another week in my corner of Oklahoma education. We are officially on Thanksgiving break and um, yeah, I'm ready for it. It's also birthday week for me. Um, I get another year older um, this week, so I, I kind of joke sometimes that it's nice that the district gave me the whole week off for my birthday. Um, but, ooh, it, okay, all things ended well, but man, the week started a bit goofy. Um, I know there's this thing called Friday the 13th, but I'm starting to wonder if there's something called Monday the 13th because um, I think there was a lot of social emotional learning going on. I, yeah, I was given a lot of opportunities to help my students with their social and emotional learning. I had some students who just seemed like um, they, they forgot what was going on or how procedures were supposed to work. And, and I think with some of them, maybe they were just going through some things in other areas of their life and it just came into my area of their life, AKA class. But it was one of those things like, no, like you don't, you don't treat people this way. Um, you can have a bad day, like that's fine. Um, but you, you don't take it out on other people and you don't, you don't, um, I, I guess sometimes it was some classroom procedures that all of a sudden, after a couple of months of working together, just weren't working for them, and they didn't want to do it, and they wanted to put everything on trial, and like, well, you treat me different than them, and it's just like, no, no, I don't, and it's like, no one in here would agree with that, but then you're also stuck in that awkward situation of how you have to handle it and discuss it and talk about it in a way that it doesn't turn the other students against you, because they are kind of, they come preloaded decide with the student against like the teacher or principal. So um, eventually we got that sorted out um, after talking with the student and the principal and, and um, you know, contacting, contacting a parent. It was like, yeah, no, Mr. Farnham's not being a jerk. Mr. Farnham is just doing the thing he's always done in terms of these situations. And for some reason, what was acceptable all of a sudden was not. And it's like, that's fine. You know, you can renegotiate contracts and deals. But the thing is, you have to talk about that first. Um, we, we've talked about that with my uh, talked about that with my wife. We've talked about it with our son. Just the idea of when you agree to something, like that's what you got to do. And if you don't like the agreement, then just go talk. Whether it's a coworker or a boss, a friend, um, a spouse, you know, with your chores you got going on. Maybe you agree on certain chores around the house. And at some point, you're like, I just don't like doing this. Well, don't be grumpy. Don't pitch a fit. Don't take it out on them. Just go talk. So I had to have that talk with a couple of uh, young adults in my classes. Just the idea of, yeah, that's not how we do things. Also, just kind of the rudeness. I think sometimes they get confused on the whole difference between um, disruption and volume. And I think they believe that if they're not being loud, then they don't have to worry about disruptions case in point the, the little side conversations and i think some of them are kind of like cats in the sense if, if their back is to me they can't see me then then i can't hear them and it's like no 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 the your voice echoes off the walls and we can all hear you and it's disrupting but those little side conversations and and it's just like hey could could you stop and they look at you like what and it's like what do you mean what like i'm trying to address something with the class i'm trying to say something and you're over there having a conversation with your buddy. Like, that's not cool. Um, and it's not that I'm saying you can't be friends with them, you can't have a conversation. I'm not even saying that whatever you're talking about isn't important. I'm just saying not right now. So I had to have some reminders on that. And it's just all of this was happening on like Monday the 13th. So I'm going to be watching out for the next Monday the 13th because 
this might be a thing. It might be a thing. Now, with that going on, we still like focus on the good because I did um, have some students. I had one young man who hung, hung out after school asking me history questions. And he's done that before. But this time he's like, you know, can, can I do this more? And I was like, yeah, man. They're like, I'm here before school, after school. Um, you can you can chit chat with me. I, I love this stuff. And he was kind of like, sweet. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that happening. Um, other things going on. I had good conversations. Uh, okay, this first one, it came up with a student, uh, a couple of students in this last week or so, but it's also come up in uh, a sermon message series that that I heard from church. But it's I, this idea of, of rich, and I, I joke sometimes about, you know, I'm a rich teacher, especially when, <laughs> um, I use it both ways. When they ask me to buy fundraiser stuff, I'm like, oh man, I'm a poor teacher. I can't afford, you know, fancy frozen baked goods. Um, but then again, sometimes I'll talk about a, a thing I did, a restaurant I went to, something that happened, and I'll mention, it's like, they'll look at me like, oh, you paid for that? And it's like, yeah, I'm a rich teacher. I can afford nice things. And sometimes I get called on it and asked about it. Um, and I, I said something last week, maybe this week, about rich is a mindset. And uh, a couple of students looked at me after school like, what are you talking about? And it's like, no, rich, rich is a mindset. Being rich is a mindset. And uh, it was weird because that kind of came up in a, a sermon series recently and kind of did it again uh, today. But rich is a mindset. And that's what I had to explain to him. It's just, it's, I make good money. Um, could all teachers, like on average in Oklahoma, is it great? No. But from my district, um, where I'm at, I make good money. Uh, I make well, well, like multiple tens of thousands more than the uh, average salary of a worker in Oklahoma. So it's like, I got to be careful <laughs> when I start complaining about, yeah, teachers don't get paid enough. And they're like, yeah, what do you get paid? And I rattle off my mouth and I look at you like, wait, what? That's way more than I get. Um, and I, don't, I think we're a little tone deaf on that sometimes. And so uh, they were a little shocked by that. But then again, um, it was another student. We were talking about this kind of same thing. And to me, it's a mindset. And, and because the reality is we've gotten two raises in like the last five, six years. And if more money was supposed to fix the educational level, a professional level of teachers, I'm not seeing it. I'll be honest. The, the teachers that were struggling with their attitude, with their, with their curriculum, with their classroom management... Guess what? Two raises later, they're still struggling with their attitude, their classroom management, their curriculum creation. And uh, it's, it's like, wh what did we think was going to happen? Um, and it was kind of, a, uh, kind of a confusion for the student because they hadn't thought about that. And they don't know. They don't know. They just hear what they hear on social media or on TV. And it's like, poor teachers, poor teachers, poor teachers. And again, I'm not talking about rural districts. I'm not talking about smaller districts, but for Mustang public schools, um, zero experience, fresh out of college, they start teachers at forty thousand dollars a year, which is, I believe, five or six thousand more than the average salary in Oklahoma. And so it's just, it's a, it was a good conversation of, be careful when you're given statements, um, and you have to ask yourself you know, compared to what? Like, this is bad. Like, compared to what? This is good compared to what? That's not enough compared to what? That's too much compared to what? 
And when you do that, you start to realize that maybe things aren't as close of a comparison as you think. And we got to have that chat, I think, Wednesday after school, just kind of like, well, before you make a decision on it, just think about it. Like, compared to what? And then you start to realize that maybe things aren't as confrontational or controversial or emotional when you kind of take a look at it that way. So that, like, things like that just makes me thankful for, um, like, my ability to work with young adults and talk to them about that. Um, so what else? Oh, I've had uh, a lot of conversations, uh, uh, you know, through the years about like, why do you teach history? And sometimes I'm like, well, that's what I'm certified in. I didn't want to be a biology teacher or I didn't want to be a chemistry teacher. Um, I can't count, you know, jokes like that. But, and I, I did set up a wall in my room, like about six or so little quotes. And it says, why history? But the, the reality is like students don't want to go over there and read that. So I've had to... I've been thinking about it lately because they do like students ask and, and I never had a straight serious answer and I was reading through uh, a book about the French Revolution and what was going on and so the guy was kind of critical of it and he's talking about different things but it got me thinking and he was talking about you know be careful with this French Revolution how quickly you're, you're wanting to just throw things out you're just wanting to throw things out and start over. And it's like, be careful about that. Uh, and the more and more I thought about that, because he was like, because all the good things we have came from somewhere. And if I had to sum it up, like why history? I, I think this is what I'm still workshopping. But why do I like history? Why do I study? Why do I find it valuable? And I think it would have to be something like this. Because when I see uh, the good around me, I know that had to come from some idea, some person, somewhere, and it would be good of me to pay attention. It would be good of me to pay attention, like where that came from and how did it contribute to me and be thankful for that. But also, where did that good come from? Who came up with what was the idea it was based on and how can I cultivate that in my life? And the reverse of that is also true. Like when I see bad around me, that came from somewhere, like some people, some idea and it would be good of me to pay attention to that, to try to weed that out, those, those bad ideas, um, those bad actions from my life. So that's still not quite the bumper sticker slogan I want, but I'm getting there. And But no, I think it's because I'm aware. I'm aware of the stuff around me, the good in my life, the good just in life, and the systems that we have in place, as flawed as they are sometimes, um, that there is good there and I, I should be thankful for it. And maybe I'm just digging into the Thanksgiving vibe, but um, I think I'm getting close to my phrase for why study history. Why am I so excited about history? And why do I think it's so valuable? Yeah. And on that note, I hope you're enjoying your break. I hope you have time to spend with friends or family I hope you get to eat the little treats that you've been looking forward to. And as always, have a day.